Thank you and welcome back to Race Industry Week 2023. John is with us and he has put together something very exciting. So good morning, John. Good afternoon to you. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Judy. And uh, yeah, we do have an exciting session. My screen looks kind of blurry. Is yours? You're very blurry. <laughs> I don't know what that oh. is. Tell you, I'm going to take off the uh, yeah. start it again. Well, um, sure, might be a, a let's uh, uh, maybe um, you know your your camera is uh, uh, you know you might want yeah. to clean up maybe the camera just a little bit to make sure and uh, we should go yeah. anyway. So uh, while we wait mm. for uh, uh, for John, we're going to bring on stage uh, Troy and Max Lee. And, Troy Lee, um, yes, Troy. that's a big and deal. And Max. Exactly, and I I believe they are together. So uh, I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Yep, they're they very cool. Very cool. Ooh, we're on. How's it going, guys? Yeah, look at that. That is awesome. Yeah, that now that looks like a a Gen Z team manager. That's the <laughs> first half. So yeah, well, cool. Yeah. So excellent. So uh, we'll leave we'll leave you in the hands of John. Okay. Thank you, Francis, and thank you, Judy, for for organizing this session. This session it, it's great to be with you with paul and with uh ralph again so uh this is a great program certainly everything and anybody and who's who and racing around the world so very cool so good morning good afternoon everyone thank you for being with us today uh judy if you could bring up that first slide uh, that would be great uh welcome to our session on sustainable growth and innovation through racing and design and i am honored to be here with my friends my good friends, Troy Lee and Max Lee, for this uh, very cool session. Uh, I'm John Moriak. I'll be your moderator for this discussion. And uh, we can actually take that slide down then, Judy, and I'll, bring, I'll let you know when to bring the next one up. But design and racing have always been the Gemba, what I call the Gemba, the front line, Japanese term for accelerating growth and innovation. And, and the, literally, they're the force multiplier for growth and innovation. Uh, using racing as a platform, we heard uh, a lot of great stories of that during the week. And we're going to hear about how that's happening in Super and Motocross with uh, TLD, Trailing Designs today. But uh, design and racing really is focused on and centered on four things that I like to say. It's, it's connected and it's basically bringing together solving problems as a team, demonstrating technology and doing that on the world stage, inspiring the next generation of leaders like Max that we'll be talking about, and certainly the STEM and the STEAM the science, technology, engineering, math leaders that we'll be talking about. And of course, what does Chip Ganassi always say? We're here to do one thing, one team, one goal to win. So it's focused on winning. And racing creates new knowledge, creates new processes. We'll be talking about that. So we can kind of get things started here, but I want to focus on some of the topics we'll talk about. We probably won't get to all of them today, but design is a competitive advantage. We'll be talking to Troy about that. Racing is a competitive and a brand differentiator. We'll be talking to Max how he does that with the team. Great design inspires other great things in a corporation. We wanna talk about that and brands and emotion. And consumers don't just buy your products. They buy what your products do for them, that perception and that brand. We'll talk about that and how powerful the Troy Lee Designs brand actually is for them. Help fans tell their story. And the designs we'll be talking about today do exactly that. Tell a story and Troy will tell us how he ends up telling that story through his designs and his liveries. 
And simple design is not simple. It takes a lot of work and a lot of talent to make something simple that looks simple and going at 200 miles an hour down the track that people can understand. It. And the best measure of a brand directly from Oakley is your culture. Your culture will dictate what your brand looks like. So let's drop the gate, get this discussion started. We bring up that next slide, please, Judy. Troy, chief designer, mad scientist, chief artist, basically iconic designer. You were born to speed and you are born to paint. So tell the folks a little bit about, uh, about you and certainly how Troy Lee Designs came about and your background and your love for racing and design. Well, it started, um, you know, racing motorcycles. Um, my grandfather really, you know, helped start Bonneville with Wally Parks and NHRA. And then my dad raced motorcycles and boats. So I kind of grew up in it and didn't didn't know any better. <laughs> and still doing the same thing today. Started racing motorcycles and painting helmets for my friends. And um, all my uh, a lot of my friends got really good at racing and put, helped me put my name on the map. And um, still painting helmets today and designing helmets and um, you know, doing all sorts of other fun stuff too, working with Ford on a bunch of new stuff and working with Gas Gas and, um, and um, you know, we keep getting a, a little more successful every year. And, and I started a, a, a supermoto team, oh gosh, 15 years ago, 17 years ago. And, and then I turned that into a motocross team and um, started racing some of the local races and, you know, just kind of building, doing the same thing, building paint and helmets. I love doing design and designing the whole thing from all the way down from semis the toolboxes and getting cool sponsors to work with us and uh working with great partners you know with ppg and oakley and just bringing everybody together and now i'm super stoked that my son took over the as a, a team manager and so working with him on this new and helping him grow has been awesome Absolutely, yeah it's awesome yeah actually jim busby was one of your first uh clients and i or, <laughs> i say yeah. clients we were you were 10 or 14 if you say uh, Jim says you were 10, you say you were 14, but that's pretty darn young to be painting a helmet for someone like Jim Buzz. Yeah, he was really one of the first, you know, my dad drew it and I painted it and he helped pinstripe it in the end. So it was, uh, my dad was a pinstripe and letter, my grandfather pinstriped cars and stuff too. So it, it helped me get started for sure. Yeah, we're going to get into that. And uh, the 40 year anniversary just passed. So uh, we have a lot to talk about. So uh, let's bring up the next slide, please, Judy. And, uh, now move us on to Max. Uh, we had Chip Ganassi on the Race Industry Week program on Wednesday. And uh, if you, some of you saw that, he recounted his uh, his first IndyCar win back in 1994, I think it was, at Surfer's Paradise in Australia. Well, Max, here you are. This was your first win, I think, back in April of uh, this year, first year as team manager. And I think it was uh, New Jersey, wasn't it? The New York race, Supercross? Yeah, it was actually a beautiful day. Um, sun was shining, the dirt was looking good. And right before, about an hour before the main event, um, it just started downpouring and they actually delayed the race. There was a short, short bit. We didn't even know if we were going to be racing because of the lightning. And, um, yeah, we just gathered the whole team together, prepped best we could for the mud and, and decided let's go race and ended up being our first win. So huge accomplishment for, for me, for the team, for Justin, um, and plan to do a lot more of it this next season. Yeah, it's cool. Just approaching your first 450 race. And again, I like what you said. It was a beautiful day. I think the mud comes with the territory, doesn't it? Yes, it sure does. <laughs> and, uh, and I love with a quote from uh, Ken Miles, if you will, from Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Some more of that, please. So I'm, I'm sure we're going to see more of that coming up. So uh, and with you as a team manager, a couple of things we'll be talking about uh, a little bit later in the program. But the, the commercial aspects of some of the things you're doing, and Troy mentioned some of the sponsors. 
we'll get to some of those in just a bit. But uh, a little bit about you. I mean, it's it's we're just a, about a month away from uh, the opening of the season, Anaheim one, and uh, coming up. And uh, I think with uh, your riders, you got JB Justin Barsha coming back, certainly Pierce Brown, and you got a new rider as well, right? Rider D Francesco. Yeah. So what can you yeah. tell us about the upcoming season and uh, give us a little overview of what what your expectations are coming out of the gate? Oh uh, uh, yeah, things have been things have been going really well for us. We've been uh, training a lot. The guys have been riding four days a week. Um, the whole team and group has been working well together. Um, Justin had a little injury finishing out this season, um, but he's back healthy now and he's in a good spot. So um, we have our 450 guy Justin Barsha, Pierce Brown, our 250 guy, and Rider D Francesco is our new 250 rider. And actually today they just announced it, so I can officially say it. Um, we will have a Spanish rider joining us for the first three Supercross races. He's a three-time uh, MXGP world champion, and uh, it's going to be quite exciting to have him along and riding our motorcycle under our tent. Yeah, I believe his initials are JP, right? So, <laughs> yep, it's pretty yep. cool. And I've I heard the rumors that he's been testing out at the KTM track and uh, at your track for Gas Gas with in Marietta. So that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Been, uh, but, he's been a lot of fun to work with, and it's good, good to learn the team and work with all the guys. And of course, you know, you want to surround yourself with successful people and being a three-time world champion is, uh, is no joke, especially at 22 years old. So um, overall, it's been good for the team and I'm very excited for this season. Yeah, he's close to your age. I mean, that, that's amazing to see his next generation. And again, that's why, you know, the title of this is Sustainable Growth and Innovation Through Design and Racing, because you have to have that succession plan. You know, you know, the great father and son team coming like this and a dream come true for for Troy starting his team roughly 10 years ago. That's amazing. And I think still one of the family owned uh, race teams in Supercross, right? That's awesome. And, yep. uh, being part of the team. So uh, this next question is for both of you. I kind of want to go back to what we talked about, some of the sponsors and your commercial uh, responsibilities, Max, with the team. But uh, Troy, you've got a lineup of, of sponsors that uh, is to die for anywhere in the industry, whether it's two wheel or four wheel. You've got Red Bull long-term relationship with them, Oakley, as you mentioned, certainly Sony Pictures and Puma. Those are pretty unique. Uh, I'm just going to call them non-endemic uh, sponsors, if you will. And the idea of merchandising around them, uh, the great phrase that, uh, that Ford would be very good at is, you know, great merchandising never goes out of fashion. So sponsors and activations with consumers at events and different things. So let's, let's kind of jump into that question for both of you. So kind of, kind of make it very interactive. So Troy, with uh, for example, Sony Pictures, you guys had Spider-Man out at uh, Apollo Raceway back uh, at the end of August with motocross, and you just, you're getting ready to do Ghostbusters, I believe, at uh, Anaheim 2 next uh, year, and you're actually out at the premiere in Hollywood with Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, it's it's always fun working with um you know great sponsors like Sony and kind of sitting down with their marketing team, and it just educates me so much too. It's like sitting down with Red Bull. I mean, every, those, those big companies have really great marketing people and, and to bring kind of the Sony pictures, they, they've even wrapped themselves around it. Uh, I don't even know if they've announced it yet, but I think they're doing the, we brought them into the stadium now and they're doing the whole shot for Supercross and um, just kind of piecing the whole puzzle together so we can make a full circle. But um, designing the Ghostbuster gear is just a dream. It's fun for me, man. We're doing gear, we're doing gloves, we're doing helmets. Um, I got to fly over and watch them film it and meeting with the directors and we got to do, I can't say some of the things we're doing yet, but um, we're doing some really cool stuff on the new Ghostbusters movie and I'm really stoked to be part of working with Sony. We're already starting to look for 25, what movies are coming out and how we can promote 
um, the movies through Supercross. It's a it's a good friend of friend of mine, uh, Josh Greenstein, has brought him out to the races. He goes, man, these are the people that like to see movies. This is a good place to debut some stuff. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And thanks for sharing that with us today. Hopefully nobody else is going to catch up to you. It's kind of like, uh, hey, you guys figured it out first, so it doesn't matter. They'll, they'll be in your dirt and eating your roost anyway. So, uh, so Max, from your perspective on the commercial side, so uh, getting those sponsors and keeping them is extremely tough. And uh, what you do, I know you guys had the team debut uh, introduction down at Long Beach, and you did something very unique there just a couple months ago. Yeah, we try to stand out and do something a little bit different than the rest of the teams in the industry. And and being a, 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 that the race team's owned by Trulli Designs, a design and protection company, we always try to stand out with our graphics and look a little different. And obviously winning always sells. And um, But when you're not on the podium, it's still it's still good to be noticed out there. And um, the sponsors love that. They want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of the, the fun team that stands out from the rest and do something a little different. But Overall, I mean, we, we have a pretty small team for a factory race team, but we, we do a good job catering to our sponsors and making sure that they're feeling welcomed and really a part of the family when they come to the events and get to hang out with the team and meet the riders and sit and have lunch with them and, and try to give them a good understanding of, of everything that goes in behind the scenes uh, so they can kind of feel like they're a part of it as well. That's great. And that consumer experience and absolutely sponsor activation, bringing those consumers, interacting with the fans, as well as the people at those companies as your sponsors, that's a big part of motorsports. And again, I've always told you guys, you guys and like Mitch Payton started it, you guys took it to the next level with uh, basically being the best in the pits. You've talked about it, Troy, the package, the transporter, the look. What are the, uh, what's the crew wearing when they actually taking the bikes, in this case, off the transporter or rolling them out in the pit and winning the race before the first engine cranks? Mm -hmm. Those types of things, it's that presence and Troy, you call it the package. Yeah, that's always my plan. I, you know, I know we can't win every race out there. We're kind of the underdog team here. Um, and I kind of like it that way. But, I, you know, the main thing is, is I want to make a statement when we show up and we got to go in like we're winning and we got to got to take care of all of our sponsors. We've expanded our hospitality. I've learned that from Roger Pinsky and Chip Ganassi. Um, mm -hmm. They always do make me feel welcome with their hospitalities and they do a good job. And and um, I want our, you know, our, our sponsors coming over here, AMA and Dunlop and Alpine Star. I want them all eating with us because I think if we're talking to them and working on as a team, things just seem to flow so much better. And we do a lot of collaborations with those guys. And, um, you know, we, like I said, we can't win every race, but I, we can hopefully be the best looking in the pits and keep a, a smile on everybody's face. That's super important to me. Absolutely. Yeah, Judy, if you could bring up the next slide. And that, that actually is a great segue to our next uh, conversation here, I think, you know, racing is a business and uh, the F1 race two weeks ago in Vegas really proved that. Uh, I saw some of the stats. They had 315,000 people over four nights, I think it was. Uh, the impact, economic impact was something like 1.2 billion. Uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, uh, Doug Bowles and the folks at and Penske uh, had a study done there. It's about a million dollars of impact from uh, uh, the Indy 500 in the month of May. Uh, at least half of that coming from just that race alone to our Indy. And the stats from Feld uh, uh, World Supercross. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, Super Motocross, amazing with a 31 race venue, I think it was. And some of the stats I saw just blew me away. Uh, 23 million hours of viewership across NBC, USA, P Network, Peacock, et cetera. And that was up 111% over last year. And even 307% of that was consumed by 17 million viewers 
compared to the year before. I mean, again, stats that uh, any kind of motorsports platform viewership would die for. And I think from your perspective, Max, this is directed to you. You are part of that that demographic and that uh, psychographic that all this is aimed for. You grew up in racing. You were born into motocross. What do you think is driving the popularity and the continued growth of super and motocross? Well, I think it's just uh, really just the the passion for racing. Um, I think it's just overall the the competitiveness and um, the excitement of the the supercross sport and the super motocross season. Um, doing the super motocross collaboration with the final three rounds is kind of built like the Super Bowl of our sport. So I think that's helped the sport yeah. grow for sure. But um, overall, I think um, just fans of racing and supercross is basically like I think the the gladiator sport. It's crazy. It's gnarly and these guys take a lot of risks, but they're so dang passionate. And you can really see that when you're watching the events. It's just, it's it's so much excitement. Yeah, I mean, you see the quote at the bottom of that that says, uh, you know, the new growth mandate and and people like Jim Farley and Jim Bombeck at Ford really believe that the new growth mandate is moving, not just from building fantastic and great products at a company like Ford, but to building new businesses, services, and customer experiences. And again, we had the very, fortunate opportunity to host Jim Farley, thanks to Dave Prater, Dave Mui, and Mike Mui uh, at the Detroit Supercross back in March. I think going back to that opportunity, Troy, again, what I'll call basically a, a casual collision or one of those things that bring together like-minded people to do and explore new business. Tell us how that came about and what resulted from that. Well, yeah, I get to, to meet Jim Farley at the um, track at the Ford, Ford Stadium um, in Detroit, and uh, we kind of just a lot of times this happens, but we kind of walked the track together, got to know each other, sat in the stands, and um, and now we're doing some really cool projects together. So um, he's into motor, you know, he's into motorcycles. I'm into motorcycles, heavy and cars, and um, I think we're going to be able to do some really cool stuff. Um, that's how I like to have. I, most of my relationships are pretty organic like that. I mean, I try to so I, like like go back to our hospitality. I mean, I try to make our hospitality at the races and in bright partners and friends out and tank, you know, work with good people and, and things seem to fall in place. You know, we bring a lot of our IndyCar drivers to our Supercrosses, our NASCAR guys, um, all of our different mountain bike racers around the world come to our Supercrosses and, um, and, and to our race shop, you know, to our shop in uh, Corona. So basically we have a museum there and I still sit down and draw, try to do that personal touch, draw their helmets. And um, it's something that I feel super gifted to, to do um, for these guys because I just get down to sit down and draw. The helmet is like the last thing that they can uh, have a little bit of say, a little bit of say so in, you know, you gotta take care of the sponsors, but you can really have some fun and kind of dig into their soul a little bit. And that, that's really fun to get to know, you know, yeah, we have so many yeah. top racers around the world. It's really fun. Yeah, it truly is the personality of the driver shows through a helmet and the sponsors and placement, et cetera. And again, Jim is a, uh, you know, a, a very qualified racer himself, loves motocross and anything with four wheels as well. Uh, can we put up our next uh, slide, if you would, Judy? This is uh, very interesting how that came about. And uh, again, that was thanks to our friends at Feld as well as uh, Roger Pender, I'm sorry, Roger DeCoster and uh, Selena Ariana at KTM. So it was very cool. Uh, one of the things that came out of that, and this was very quick, I think, came out of the, you know, out of the gate and uh, off the line was the, the GT3 Mustang that you ended up designing the delivery for that uh, was part of the Mustang program that Jim Farley launched uh, at Le Mans back in June. Yeah, it was a super fun project. Uh, you know, I go to enough races and I, um, I mean, 
the theme was I want to be sitting up in the stands watching watching it and going, hey, let's see this Ford coming down the straightaway. So we end up um, end up talking them into running Ford from the front hood all the way to the back. Um, and then um, we had, you know, had Ford performance on there. We went with FP on there just as I mean, you know, I want cars to look really good in the pits, but I also want, them, like you said earlier, I want them to look really good at going 200 miles an hour, you know. Um, so kind of did something totally different with some new color, flashy colors and, um, just, you know, basically trying to make a statement. Absolutely. And it did make a statement. I think it pushed uh, the limits of a lot of the liveries. And you've done liveries for uh, Porsche and others, uh, certainly for Lamont. But this really, really uh, I think, is really part of the Mustang movement that's coming out with the 60th anniversary of Mustang uh, next April and the whole year of things that uh, Jim, that both Jim B and Jim Farley are, are you know, doing at Ford. So it's fantastic to be part of something like that. Uh, as I mentioned, Roger DeCosta has, has a great mindset uh, about uh, doing, you know, racers do and winners and leaders do things one step better and one step beyond everybody else. And your liveries actually show that by kind of transcending that and telling that story. So from your perspective, Max, I think, uh, what do you see as uh, kind of the next steps of kind of integrating uh, your leadership style into the team and putting your mark, if you will, your stamp on the team? Yeah, I think the biggest thing uh, I try to push on the team and, and keep pushing myself is just keeping an open mind and always looking for opportunities to be better. Um, I really believe that no matter, you know, how good you do and what the results are, if you've got the whole shot and won the race, great, but there's always things we could have done better. Um, so I think, you know, just remaining humble and, and again, keeping an open mind, but always looking for where we could have improved for the next weekend and to never stop that mentality so we can keep growing and keep pushing and always be looking ahead. Excellent. I love that. Uh, two real quick questions. One word answer, if you will. Uh, Matt, your favorite race, your entire life, your favorite race. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, our mud race in New York. Our first 450 win with the team this last year, and um, man, it was just a, a hectic, crazy day. Um, things started off smooth, like I said, it was beautiful, and then out of nowhere, it just a uh, curveball came in, and a huge storm came in and and flooded the place. And again, we didn't know if we were going to go racing, and we ended up walking away that night with the win. So um, it was cool to see the whole team get together and stay focused, and and the preparation, and and not so much. The panic, but a little bit of panic, but it caused the focus that everyone, you know, needed to lock in and and do their part. And we ended up walking away with the win. So I'm real proud of the team. And I think so far that's that's my number one. Okay, cool. Troy, same thing. Your favorite design or race throughout your entire life? My my favorite what? Favorite design or your favorite race? Either one. Oh man, I, I'd probably <laughs> my favorite design is gonna be the one I do today. I mean, I I soon as I'm designing something, I I it Luckily, something pops else into my head here. Um, so um, I, I got some really good ideas that I'm going to put on put on a helmet here today. Here, <laughs> it's crazy, but um, I'm trying to felt marker a whole helmet here instead of painting it. But uh, just to see what happens over candies and silver. So experiment a little bit. But races, man. I mean, I've had so many over the years. I mean, I remember when our first helmet won the Indy 500. I was like, oh my god, it can't get any better than this. And then to you know, have my own supermoto team and then to have my first supercross team and to win our first, I mean, I've been going to Anaheim since I was a little kid and to win Anaheim, gosh, what do we win it? Three times now, I think. I think so. Uh, and the, I mean, that first 450 win, we just coming out of the gate to be on gas gas and to give gas gas their first win in Texas. Um, 
that I lost my voice that night and it was just crazy. And then to yeah. talking with Max, looks like the race is going to be canceled in, in New York. Uh, um, and for the 450 race, it's raining, lightning, everything else. I'm like, what? And then, you know, I was at home screaming behind the TV here and really <laughs> proud of Max. Um, so stoked that he's got his first 450 win. And now to have, you know, a two, two 450 guys. I mean, I never thought I'd, you know, just, just, just things that just keep, I don't know. I guess it's amazing. We're working with MotoGP guys now. Um, it's really cool. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to keep dreaming and try to do some great stuff. <laughs> okay, Judy, you can take that last side down, put us up. This is the last question. You know, this is what I call our white flag question. I ask this every time we have a session anywhere I do a, a program like this. So what's the most important thing that you want the audience to take away from our discussion today? It could be anything that you want to talk about. It could be like your toolbox for leadership, whatever it may be. And if you were having a dinner meeting tonight, who would be at that meeting with you? And they could be living or dead. So we're going to start with you, Troy. What's the most important thing we talk about to meeting? Who would you have at dinner? Oh, at dinner first. Okay. Oh, I mean, you've asked this before, and I think I said last time, Steve McQueen and Peter Fonda. I mean, those are guys that uh, I, I idolize all the old guys that um, that um, pushed the envelopes and what they did. And uh, But uh, I don't know. Now I think right now I I just thought about it because I knew you were going to ask me this. I'm like, I, you know, I would love to have dinner because I just watched Playboys Rule the World. Uh, James Hunt and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, Barry Sheen. So, Max, the most and important then, thing we talked about today, and who would you have at dinner? Good. Um, I think the main takeaway I would give the audience would just be, like I said, with uh, the team leadership I've been trying to push and uh, implement throughout the group is just um, always be focusing on where we can improve. Um, there's all we can always be better. I think it's uh, important to be humble enough to know that there's always room for growth and improvement. Um, and that's something that you need to have as a champion. Um, and then as far as dinner goes, man, I, I, I think I have to go with Steve McQueen. I think he would be <laughs> an insane person to join for dinner. That'd be cool. That's a good so one. I would, have, <laughs> I would have Chip Ganassi, uh, my good friends, Mark Royce, certainly Jim Farley there as well. And it's Bruce Brown's birthday today. So I'd have Bruce, yeah, Brown, Bruce Brown for sure, for sure. As well. And of course, I'd have you two there. <laughs> and Chip Jack and Nancy is always great to have dinner with. I love oh, it. yeah, yeah, because the conversation would keep on going on. I know. We're just <laughs> wrapping up again. Thank you to our audience for being with us today. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Troy. It's an honor. And uh, I tell you, I'll be your loyal wingman anytime. So everybody stay well and stay safe. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, guys. John, Thanks, John. Troy, Max. Thank, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. 
Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.